Welcome back to the Success in Trucking podcast powered by ES. And thanks for connecting with us again. In this edition of the podcast, we'll be sharing our latest interview from our Spotlight on Success series. This is where we take the time to place a spotlight on members of the ES community. In this Spotlight on Success, we'll meet Gene and David Cryer. You'll hear Gene and David share the very inspiring story of how a conversation with their daughter, who was studying logistics in college just a few years ago, led the Criers to become professional drivers. We'll also talk to Gene and David on how they learned about the non-traditional lease purchase program offered through ES and Panther Premium Logistics, a service of Arc Best. As you'll hear, Gene and David have taken full advantage of the resources and support that are available from the ES community to maximize their success in trucking. For our interview, we caught up with Gene and David through a Zoom connection during a break while they were out on the road. Gene and David Cryer join us now in our Spotlight on Success. First of all, welcome to the Success in Trucking podcast, and thank you so much for being in our Spotlight on Success. How are you guys doing? Good. We're good. How are, How are you tonight? I'm wonderful. You guys are pretty new to the ES community, and we're going to get there in a little bit, but wanted to start out by having you guys introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your careers prior to when you found trucking and what called you to trucking. Okay, I'll do it. I'm the talker. He doesn't like to talk so much. Well, David and I have been married for 32 years this year. He was in the aviation industry. We were young, about 25, 26 when we met. He was working with Gulfstream Aerospace, and he had been in the Marine Corps in aviation as an aviation mechanic. And he spent his whole career, 32 years, in aviation from being a mechanic to a senior airworthiness inspector at the end of his time with Gulfstream. And then he retired. And that was in 2016. While our oldest daughter, we have triplets and six kids all together. I was a mom for the whole time. I raised our kids. I homeschooled them. And I also put them in school, homeschooled them. And I went to college. I got my degree. This is while he was working in aviation. And my oldest triplet, when she went to college, she came home one day and said, you guys look really bored being retired. And in my logistics class today, because she was getting her degree in logistics and supply chain management, she said, you two ought to think of going into truck driving because we don't have enough truck drivers. They're the lifeblood of our economy. And I thought, truck drivers? I don't know about that. So we waited. We looked into it. And it took us about a year after that, a year and a half, to actually go forward with it to get our CDL. And we did. It took us about a month. We got our CDLs and we cut our teeth on another company as company drivers and did that for about three years. And then we decided to come home for a little bit and work around home and not drive trucks for a bit. But we really wanted to get back out on the road. And about a year or so ago, I had looked into being an owner operator, having our own truck and the costs and weighing it all. Seemed overwhelming at the time. Yeah. To David, he likes good solid numbers and less risk. And we put it aside for a little while. But then having been home for a little while and getting the itch to go back out on the road, we decided to look into companies to see if we could become owner operators with them. And we found Panther. Panther turned us on to ES. 
and we went into a lease purchase with them in the beginning of March, March 6th, I believe was our day. And it just was a wonderful opportunity, especially given the services that ES provides while we're owner operators and the management that they help us take care of. So we look at ES not only as a financer, but also as someone we hire to take care of a lot of our business. It works out really well. It's working out so well that we were able to hire my other daughter, my fourth child, to come in as our internal accountant in our newly developed company. And it's all thanks to Expediter Services. If it weren't for Expediter, making it seamless for us, taking a lot of the risk out of it, leaving it just to us being responsible for our revenue, making sure that we're working. That's really our only responsibility. And it makes David feel comfortable. And he's not a really high risk person. I did all my risk in aviation. I'm away from risks now. Yeah. Other than trying to park in each parking lot. It's a big risk trying to park in some parking lots, we got to tell you. Well, David, it's interesting. I hear Gene say that you're a low-risk person, and you guys know from being in this industry for a little bit, there are ups and downs with this. And having known ES for the last few years and know what they do, how they work with people, how they support people, they really do take a lot of the traditional risk out of this business. There's still risk involved. They do a lot to mitigate that. Can you talk about that a little bit? I know one thing is you do a lot of driving for a company and unless your wheels are rolling a lot, you're not going to make that much revenue. That's one of the things that's like, okay, we're doing all this work, but we're not seeing the fruits of it like we should. And that's one of the things that's working for Panther, basically working for ourselves. With ES, we see a lot of revenue come in. It's awesome. The last job we were at, it was great. Even right now, there's a downturn in logistics for shipping. Even in that downturn, we're able to ride it out pretty well just by being available. We are the first ones to lessen the risk by being willing to drive, by being willing to go out there and work. And there is a direct correlation between our willingness to work and the revenue that comes in. But the greatest thing It was more risky with being a company driver than it is here with Panther and ES because we run a lot less right now, but we make so much more. We see so much more. What comforts me in all of that is depending on ES to do what they're doing for me. They make our job mostly hands-off. They are the ones who reconcile our settlement sheets. They do the hard work. The things I would make mistakes with because I'm not that familiar with taxes, with all of the insurance and all of those things that before really frightened us. Like, who do we go? What do we do? All of that. We are so comforted in that ES does that for us. And we don't worry about it. It's just as simple as that. It's like we pay you for a service and you provide that service wonderfully, by the way. Even David is at ease, which is difficult. (laughs) I'm surprised that he's as at ease as he is. I can tell everybody listening that David is smiling right now. He's smiled a lot, especially all of the things that you brought up about what ES brings to the table. The other thing Mm -hmm. that you guys have going for you is that one of the carrier partners in the ES community is Panther. You're in that Panther program, and Panther is a huge company. And Jason Williams, the CEO and co-founder of ES, often talks about this when he comes on the podcast, is that trucking is cyclical. You have up Mm -hmm. cycles and you have down cycles. We had a big 
upcycle coming out of COVID. There was a lot of demand in the economy. We've hit a bit of a flat spot. But as you were saying, you guys are still making revenue. You're following the principles that ES lays out. And they said, look, if you'll work, if you'll get out there and run, you can be successful. We take every load that is offered to us. We never turn one down. It doesn't matter what the offer is, whether it's high or low. We just never turn it down. We don't question the loads we get. We just take them. And I think if everyone were to do that and just trust that it works, and I can tell you, our first month, our revenue was good. Our second month, our revenue was more than double. And our third month, it was not as good as our second, but it was still more than our first. It was still more. In these three months, we've brought in more than we would have made in two years with another company. Can you repeat that again so everybody can hear that and let that sink in for a second? (laughs) (laughs) It's good. I mean, we pay taxes. We have to pay taxes. We're going to lose some of it in taxes, but we can't shake a stick at the revenue. At the net revenue, it's still good. We're profitable even. And when you start your own company, my minor was in business in college. And I learned it takes about two years for you to go from being in the red when you first start your company to being in the black where you're really making a lot of profit. If you can make it two years, usually 85% of small businesses fail within the first two years because they don't know how to run their business. And we're already in the black right now. And we came in putting some money into our truck and into getting our business started. And we've already made that back and our profits are good. But that's another reason why I like ES, because I would not have known how to run this business by myself. I mean, I'm intelligent. I have my degree, but I've never run a business before. When you run a business, I'm learning you hire the right people and your business will thrive. Just hit on it. You got to have a team and the Mm -hmm. team behind you is the ES team. You've got Panther as well. You've got a real expansive team that wants Mm -hmm. you to have success in trucking. That's right. And Panther, their name is Panther Premium, but they truly are a premium company. Even as going from being company drivers to working with Panther and contract with them, it doesn't even hold a candle to the opportunity that Panther gives us. We're so pleased working with them. Gene and David, you brought up a point earlier I want to get back to, and that is about being a company driver and now being an owner-operator. And one of the things that happens, and I think you saw this in your research, is that there are folks that make that transition and they don't have ES behind them. They don't have those resources. And it's tough to make that transition from being a company driver to an owner-operator because you're not just driving the truck. Talk to us about that and how you've approached that. Hiring the right people. (laughs) We knew we could not do this on our own. There are things we don't know that we don't know. So if we were to have jumped in this without someone like ES, and also I'll say Trucker CFO, and Panther, they dispatch us. Our contract with Panther is no worries because they have the board for us. We don't have to go searching anywhere for loads. They have it for us. ES does all the hard work on our finances. And I do, I'm a little bit of a control freak with our finances and our family. I always ran our family like a business. Well, with six (laughs) kids. You had to, although he made a good income in aviation. It was spread between eight of us and I had to juggle a lot. It was hitting the ground, burning rubber. (laughs) I guess that's why we like trucking so much, right? (laughs) Hit the ground, burning rubber. But you were talking about that you really (laughs) control freak about all the details. I am, and what I 
get from ES are the details I need. Now I have my daughter as our accountant. We're able to look and see how we can grow in our company. So we're doing those things on our side, but we're only able to do that because we have a company like ES on our side over there. I'm telling you, I would not be able to do it without that kind of help. Because again, I'll say when people want to do something like drive a truck and they've never done it on their own before, even if they've driven for a while for a company, there are still so many things they don't know. And I knew that myself. I knew first off, I don't know what I don't know. So I'm going to hook up with someone who knows what I don't know. Like and they got that teach me. flat tire the other day. Gosh, like a month ago. Yeah, and it's like because of the program we have set up with them, it was covered. It so was we seamless. Have, we didn't have to worry about anything. We just got the tire yeah. changed and that was it. It's all because of the program ES has set up for us. And we pay for it. You don't get anything for free, but that's money well spent. I want to rewind for just a moment. When your daughter came home from her logistics class and said, you guys ought to be trucker, what was your first reaction? I mean, because everything she said was accurate. This is what we hear in the industry. There is a shortage of drivers. And there are folks like you guys that are part of that baby boom generation. Hey, let's go out and do something different. Let's go out and do something in our later years and we get to see the country. It appeals to you, but what spoke to you about truck driving and what was the reaction? it was funny myself. We thought it was funny at first. We never entertained the idea of driving a truck. But when she mentioned it, that's when the wheels started turning. And honestly, the first thing that got us interested in it was seeing the country, just going out and seeing the country. And we're retired and we're young enough to enjoy going out. And we did with the first company we worked for. We got to see New York, Seattle, San Francisco, Chicago, all those places that we got to spend real time in. And that was the only thing at the beginning. It was just getting out and let someone else pay the bill. We want to see the country and let somebody else pay the bill. And then I realized because we started in January. Actually, we got hired on with this company in February after our month of getting our CDL. 2020. We both finished our initial training with this company. That's when it hit. It hit right then. And that was at the end of March, beginning of April, where the whole country had shut down by then. The whole country was like a ghost town. You go driving through Los Angeles and there's no cars on the road. All you saw was trucks. And in New York, we had a 34-hour reset, and it just happened to coincide with us being near New York City. So we went into New York City. It was a ghost town. It was incredible how it changed the whole country. But one thing I noticed while I was out there, and I never would have known this before or made a connection if we hadn't been on the road driving trucks. Trucks were the only vehicles on the road. There might be an occasional car every few days. (laughs) Not very often. Not very often, but trucks were the only vehicles on the road. And that made me realize that trucks are literally the lifeblood of our economy. They're the circulatory system of our economic system. Trucks are the red blood cells. We're the ones bringing it in, bringing in life and taking out the trash from one (laughs) end to the other. It was hard making it in 2020 and 2021, but it made me realize if it weren't for truck drivers, truck drivers, not just logistics companies, shipping companies, not just manufacturers, you can manufacture all you want. But we realized how critical this job was also, which made me personally really fall in love with being a truck driver, knowing how important it is to be one. People shake their heads at truck drivers or think they're a certain kind of people. I'm telling you, the people who are driving these trucks 
are the reason we're all existing in this economy. And not just in America, but the world. Everywhere you've got to have it. So now we're just in love with the company. The whole logistics industry is fascinating to me. I know that. I'm happy to be in it. I feel privileged to be in it. I love being an owner. And we do intend, we're already looking into getting another truck and developing our own fleet to increase our business. To have something, and with my daughter coming in and my other kids, my other adult children have always said, I want to be a part of that. So we're building a company knowing that we're older and we can pass it on to them right. too. And with six kids, if you can find two apiece that get along, you could fill up three more trucks. I don't know that that's possible, but... I've got one who wants to be our CEO. She's the one who told us to go into trucking, and she's a manager in a warehouse right now. She says, if you can afford me, I'll work for you. So we're working. (laughs) That's a goal for us. Mary, she was right on board. As soon as she got her accounting degree, she says, I'm coming in. My youngest son, he wants to drive with us. And one of the other triplets, she's like, do you have something for me too? And I'm like, I'm working on it. We have to grow. We have to get there. But we're excited about it. Now, David, you've been part of the Marines. I'm sure you never shied away from anything. Going into trucking on the edge of a pandemic, there are people that just got out of the industry at that time. You guys dove into it. As Gene said, fell in love with it. Talk to us about your experience I hate to say it, but being a trucker during that time was great because, I mean, we were constantly rolling. I don't think we were hardly down at all. And it just opened my, like I said, to have the lifeblood of this country. It, we were going and going. There was no stopping. There were special rules where if you were doing medical, it's just go. It's interesting to hear your stories from the ground floor of it because those of us who are consumers who depend on what you guys do out on the road, that was really the first time the industry had said many times, if trucks don't run, the shelves are empty. And those of us who work in the industry long enough know that that's true. But COVID was the first time that you actually saw that, where there were empty shelves and there were people hoarding, whether it be Mm -hmm. toilet paper. Mm -hmm. Truck drivers, we were doing our shopping on our off time, going into the grocery stores, the shelves were empty. Any of us who have been in Los Angeles or out in California, to be out there or to be in New York, or San Francisco, any of these major metros, and not see any traffic. It was spooky. I mean, now you drive in anytime then, before, or after Mm -hmm. you drive in Los Angeles County or anywhere, there's always somebody on the road. I don't care what time of night it is, but then there was nobody. It was trucks in a line all the way down the highway. That's where it was everywhere. Just truck, truck, truck. And on all the major interstates we went on, just trucks in a line on the road. It was kind of nice. Just It was freaky at the same time. I was really impressed, too, with the way truck drivers look out for each other. Out there on the road, we all do. We look out for each other. I'm hearing you guys share this. Being new drivers, that had to be nice. There wasn't a lot of traffic, wasn't a lot of congestion. It was just you and fellow professional drivers out there. Kind of helped you get acclimated to the industry because I would think that bumping a dock in San Francisco is not the easiest (laughs) thing to do. I know that from talking to drivers over a number of years. Driving into New York City. Oh, my. (laughs) I drove into East Manhattan on 72nd Street at York Avenue. Oh, my goodness. I was the only 53-footer out there. There were none other in Manhattan. (laughs) It was a little bit nerve-wracking, but I didn't hit anybody. No one hit me. And Mm -hmm. I got out, and I was exhausted when I got out. (laughs) That was kind of stressful, but great job. Oh, thank you. You helped. (laughs) You helped quite a lot. 
it was good to see New York back to its New Yorkness. I used to it live in New York, New York, and when I lived there in the 80s, there was traffic everywhere. I mean, cars just bumper to bumper, making a one lane into three lanes with cars, and it's always been really chaotic like that. When we went to New York for the 34, yep. and it was a ghost town, it was good to be back in Manhattan and see all the traffic again. It was back to normal, so that was nice. So I need to ask you guys, so you've lived a full life, raised kids. David had a great career with Marines. You go out on the road. You mentioned that you're married now for 32 years. Did that help you guys to be in this confined space together in terms of your relationship? Because I know people that if you talk to them and said, we're going to be team drivers. There's folks that I know couldn't get out of the parking lot. It was a whole new experience, a whole new experience because David, when he worked at Gulfstream, by the way, he spent four years with the Marine Corps and then he went straight to Gulfstream Aerospace there in Savannah. And then we traveled with Gulfstream for his 28 years with Gulfstream. When he was with Gulfstream, he worked the graveyard shift or the second shift so that we really didn't see each other. But for a little bit of time every day, I slept alone. He slept alone. We mingled together during the days just for maybe two, three hours. Yeah, it went long. <laughs> yeah. And that was our life. He retired. So we transitioned into sleeping at the same time. And then from there, getting into the truck, we're, it's around the size of our walk-in closet at home. But it was an adjustment to say the least. Really, it was like we didn't even know each other. We were learning who each other was, and it comes with conflict. So we've had our conflict, and we've had our resolution. Yes. But we've grown from it. I mean, we bonded together in a way that I don't think we ever have. Other than when we first got married, and a month later, I found out we were going to have triplets. Just a few months into our marriage, here we have three infants. That bonded us in a way nothing else could have. David and I have always learned to adjust and to take it no matter how difficult it is and get through it. I mean, we're 32 years in to our marriage now. We've had to say the least a difficult life, but it's been an adventurous life. And I couldn't have imagined bonding with anyone other than him. And it sounds like in all those years where David was working the overnight shift, you certainly are making up for lost time now. When our kids, we have four college graduates and another one who didn't go to college, but he owns his own business and another one who followed his wife in the Air Force. That's our youngest. When they all flew the nest, they didn't really fly the nest that much. We flew the nest. (laughs) Right. It was like, we're getting out. We're getting out of there and we're going to go have fun in our lives. But as with anything, it is difficult adjusting to being around somebody all the time, all the time, all the time. And for you guys, your husband and wife, your co-drivers and. And you're co-owners of your business, too. So those are mm-hmm. lots of things that are, on one hand, wonderful. On the other hand, can be stressful. But it sounds like that, at the heart of it, you guys are always mm-hmm. people that take a breath, think about it, and are considerate mm-hmm. of the other person. And patience mm-hmm. is really the key in driving because you got to be patient in traffic. You got to be patient at those times at the shipper and receiver. There are times when you got to wait. Like you said, you've got great partners in ES Mm -hmm. and Panther. You've got the best of all the worlds. But it sounds like through your life that all the elements that work in trucking that are necessary for trucking, you guys have been practicing that for 32 years. Oh, yeah. Plus, we've learned, like I said, I would run my family like a business. And in running our family, I delegated 
I did not do everything on my own, like some moms. So I delegated a lot of things to make life easier. And it made it easier, not just for me, but for them too. And here in our truck, delegation is the key here too. Well, at first I ran the business and kept the numbers and did the charts and all of that, kept the ledgers. And we agreed he would do all the outside mechanical stuff. He would do this. And also I taught him how to use the odometer. He keeps the odometer reading and he keeps the fuel receipts in our Excel spreadsheet. He has mechanic eyes, inspector's mm -hmm. eyes, and he inspects our truck. It's his job to make sure our truck is running right and to catch all these little things because I don't have those eyes. So he does that. He doesn't have the eyes for ledgers, like keeping the books. And so I do that. Delegation is the key <laughs> and respecting each other. When he closes the curtain or when I close the curtain, that's the curtains closed. He can do what he wants back here. I'll wake him up if I have something I need his help with. And he does the same with me, but respecting the curtain, your own time. Well, you mentioned that your life being an adventure, the adventure certainly continues with what you're doing today. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about the first 100 days that you've been in this program. It sounds like it's been a very positive adventure. Would you recommend it to others? I would, and it has been, but it was scary at first. When you sign that contract for a lease purchase, it's a contract. It has to be taken seriously. And when we first started, I just wanted to make sure that we could uphold our end of that contract. That was my main concern. And now I see how much ES is upholding their end of that contract. And after the first month, I would say, was the scariest, not knowing exactly being new with ES and not knowing how you operate and only having the minimum amount of experience with you. That can be scary. It's like getting married. Dave and I got married. We hardly knew each other. And then throws triplets into that right at the beginning. We don't know each other. And so it can be a little scary. It seems like you're blindly trusting this other person or this entity. I would say my experience with ES in the first month was learning that I could trust ES. And now I know I can because they are on top of it. I have no worries as far as the financial aspect of it goes. Also knowing the individuals there too. I know that I can talk to anyone in there. The second month, seeing our revenue so high, it more than doubled our first month's revenue. When we saw the potential that we had in a system like this, working with ES and in this kind of relationship that we have, I just started thinking the sky's the limit. And now I want more trucks. We went from being frightened to being excited. And now in our third month, I would say to anyone who's going to do this, give it three months. Three months is what you need to really get a feel for the industry and what it's like owning your own business. Every day, put one foot in front of the other and don't think too long term. Just think today, tomorrow. We don't know anything more than two loads ahead. We don't know where we're going to be at the end of the week. With our experience with Panther, we're in a little bit of a routine with them. So we can guess where we'll be at the end of the week, but we don't know for sure. But the relationship of trust that we have with Panther and ES, I can't say anything negative about it. Even in this economic downturn that we're going in right now. And in May, we didn't make the same profits we made in April, but we still are doing really well. And that's even in the downtrend of the logistic industry. We're still doing really well. So think about it. Yes. 
think about it, weigh it, but also know that life comes with variables that we don't know. The unknowns out there are always going to exist. So to fret over what is unknown to me is pointless. Just go out and do is what I say. And I couldn't have picked a better company to go out and do with. We're so fortunate. I just really am so thankful that we connected with the right company. I'm just really pleased. That's our interview with Gene and David Cryer on this edition of the Success in Trucking podcast, powered by ES. We would like to take this opportunity to thank both Gene and David for their time and perspective. As we close out this edition of the podcast, we would like to invite you to learn more about the programs and opportunities that are available from ES. Just visit the company's website, essuccessintrucking.com. That's ES successintrucking.com. Now, if you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeart, or Google Podcasts, we'd like to invite you to subscribe to the Success in Trucking Podcast. Once you become a subscriber, you'll be notified whenever we post a new episode. And finally, folks, thanks for spending part of your day with us here on the Success in Trucking Podcast, powered by ES.